The All In Podcast Show, episode number eight, with your host, Daniel Giordano. The All In Podcast Show is home to the top entrepreneurs, innovators, and world changers sharing their breakthrough moments and how they are changing the world. We will bring mentors into your world who can help you find balance and build a bold life of excellence with your host, Daniel Giordano. Get off the sidelines. Get all in. And join us at www.allinpodcast.com. I want to welcome everybody to the uh, All In Podcast show today. And and I am uh, fired up to share with you a guy who... um, you know, I've had the pleasure to meet uh, over the years and be able to uh, learn from in the health industry um, about you know really what's in our foods, what's in the in the uh, stuff that we're putting in our bodies, and and really how to um, you know better our health. Because um, as you know, I've shared over the years uh, that uh, you know if you don't have your health, you don't have anything. So with that said, I want to introduce to you uh, Dr. Joe Esposito, and uh, Joe, welcome to the podcast today. Thanks for having me. I'm really honored that you'd have me here, Dan. That's awesome. Uh, you know, I, I really greatly appreciate you taking the time today out of your busy schedule and uh, and uh, sharing with our listeners today. Um, you know, some things that you uh, that you uh, have done over the years in your work and and what you've done to impact people. So, um, you know, I, I guess uh, where I want to start at with you is, you know, with uh, how how did you get involved in what you do and sharing the message that you have about health? Uh, my my dad. I, I... A couple of months before I was born, my father was a sign hanger up in New Jersey, and he fell off a ladder about three stories, landed on his bottom, broke his back, fractured his skull, went deaf immediately. So here my mother was, pregnant with me, um, no skills really. I mean, you know, here she was in, at the time, 24-year-old housewife, uh, you know, in the early 60s, and here my father was in a coma, coming back and forth in and out of consciousness, not sure if he's going to live or die, and so he made it, and so my dad, my entire life, was deaf. And that was kind of an interesting uh, twist. That's probably why I became a speaker, because I wanted people to hear me. So uh, as a child, my father would always say, rub my back. Joe, rub my back. My back hurts over here. Rub my back. Old Italian guy from New Jersey. And I'd rub his back, and he'd say, oh, that feels good. That feels good. So as a child, uh, looking back, it was immediate gratification. I rubbed daddy's back. He felt better. It was great. So my thought process was I would become a neurosurgeon. Uh, find out why my father went deaf, because at the time, they, we still don't know why he went deaf. He landed on his bottom, and I have some theories behind it. But I'd become a neurosurgeon, operate on his ears, bring his hearing back, and it was a, a nice little dream for, for a young kid. And as time went on, I started talking to more and more doctors who I was associated with, and we were a very poor family. So I played football, so I talked to the football doctor, and I talked to the nurses, and the doctors weren't very happy with their jobs. Uh, I remember talking to my football doctor one time, uh, and he said, don't do it. It's a lot of work, and, and it's late hours and blood, and people don't appreciate you. And I thought, this guy's not really happy in his job. So I spoke to another doctor. He wasn't happy in his job, and I just happened to wander into a chiropractor's office one day. And here I had hair down on my shoulders, a beard, six foot one, 210-pound football player, uh, just, just looking like a dirtbag. And he couldn't have been nicer. He brought me into his office. He sat me down. He explained the concepts of natural health and chiropractic. And uh, he said, if you ever need any help, let me know. I'll write you a letter of recommendation. Here's some colleges you can go to. And I was blown away by how much passion this man had for his career. So I went and spoke to another chiropractor. And he had the same passion. And I thought, these are people I want to hang out with. So I went home and I told my mother, I said, Mom, I want to be a chiropractor. I don't want to be a neurosurgeon. I changed my mind. I want to be a chiropractor. And she said... I don't care if you're a garbage man, be the best garbage man you could be. Good advice. 
So I, I was taking a, uh, undergraduate studies, and I was studying with a professor, uh, Totora, his name was. He wrote the number one selling anatomy and physiology book in the world. And I think it still is the number one book, if I remember correctly. Um, and I remember sitting and having lunch with him, and he said, Joe, you're the number one male student I've ever had in my entire career. He says, you grasp the science of healthcare more than I've ever met anyone. He says, I can get you into any medical school you want. He says, a letter from me, you're in. And we didn't have any money at the time. You know, we were very poor. And I said, well, I, I can't afford to do that. I said, um, but I do want to become a chiropractor. And I had to work, you know, pay for my tuition. And he says, whatever you decide to do, Joe. And again, I got support. You know, I support you in whatever it was. So my father having his horrible accident was the thing that led me into this fascination with body and function, neurology. And so that's how I got into chiropractic. And then as I was studying chiropractic, I realized there was something missing. And the thing that was missing was why weren't people getting better just by getting chiropractic care? And I realized nutrition was the missing link. So that's what kind of led me into this whole wonderful trip I've been on. Hmm. That, that's that's awesome. So if you look at, um, uh, you know, now where, where you're at in the uh, in your career with, um, you know, having a, uh, uh, I believe you said soon to be nationally syndicated radio show. Um, and, uh, the success you've had in that area, you know, what are the, you know, I want to speak a little bit about, um, so people can hear and get some actionable content. Cause I remember, uh, specifically for me, um, when you were talking about artificial sweeteners and things like that, you know, I just have, I, I didn't know any better. You know, I figured if I went to a health store and bought something there, you know, it could pretty much be, you know, it's gotta be healthy. It's coming from there. Right. <laughs> um, and at the time I remember I was, uh, you know, using a certain type of sweetener that literally, you know, I found out from, you know, I believe it was you that told me this. I was kind of embalming myself. Um, um, because, and I really did feel side effects from it cause I was drinking so much of it. Yeah. Um, so, um, you know, and once I got clean from that, you know, obviously, uh, there's much better uh, natural sweeteners out there for you. So, but how did you, um, uh, you know, come up with, I know that your one of your core messages is seven, seven deadly sins of nutrition. Um, um, you know, how did you, uh, come up with that and, and, you know, and, and, you know, I, obviously you're passionate about it when you go out and teach about it. And let's talk a little bit about those areas of, uh, you know, uh, these, you know, the, the nutrition side of things. Right. Well, I, I, I kept, you know, I was talking about nutrition for years and, and researching and lecturing and I said, how can I make this simple? I got to take this and put it in a little package. So I said, you know, what are the really bad foods? So I listed them and I said, how can I subcategorize them? And I came up with seven and a little play on, uh, on the Bible, you know, the seven deadly sins. We talk about seven deadly sins of nutrition, which are alcohol, meat, sugar, dairy, coffee, soda, and artificial sweetener. And now collectively, all your listeners said, oh my gosh, that's everything. That's my whole diet. <laughs> Nothing but those seven deadly sins. And sadly enough, that is what most people eat. So when you look at alcohol, meat, sugar, dairy, coffee, soda, and artificial sweetener, those are, that's the, the starting point to really start to clean up your diet. Um, and I've done that lecture many, many, many times. And we talk about the damaging, like alcohol destroys your brain cells. And as a chiropractor and studying neurology, your brain controls everything. So why would you want to destroy the thing that controls everything else? Uh, <laughs> sugar, the research just pours out of the research centers on how dangerous sugar is, how it's uh, cancer cells love sugar, how sugar... There's different types of sugar, like fructose, uh, specifically high fructose corn syrup is so popular now. Fructose gets into your liver and converts into uric acid, and uric acid gets into your joints and it hurts. So again, as a chiropractor and a pain specialist, I want to get my patients well, not just from my treatment, but from them taking care of themselves. Uric acid prevents nitric oxide production. Nitric oxide production opens up your blood vessels. 
and it allows circulation to your brain, your arms, your legs, your reproductive organs. Uh, I remember 30 years, more than 30 years ago when I started practice, very seldom did men ever come in with, with sexual dysfunction. Now we're seeing it in 20-year-olds. And it, it's ramp, it's everywhere. And a lot of men don't talk about it until they start to trust me as their doctor, and then they'll start to talk about it. And I say, you got to check the nerves in the low back because that controls the sex organs and the colon and the bladder. But we also got to get you off the fructose because it's preventing nitric oxide production. Wow, that, that, that's crazy. It's crazy information. And the biggest complaint I get from patients is, why didn't I do this sooner? Why doesn't anyone else know this stuff? And the answer is, I don't know. I don't know why they no. don't know it. Uh, so we talked about alcohol, sugar, artificial sweetener. That's what you were just talking about. You know, aspartame converts into aspartic acid, phenylalanine, and methyl esters. Methyl esters converts to methanol. Methanol converts into formaldehyde, which is the embalming fluid that you just referenced a while ago. And you saw it as well as most people do when they give up these things, the dramatic change they have in their health. And we now we're using a lot of pesticides and, and sprays and, and, uh, and we're feeding the animals steroids and hormones and chemicals. So that's another challenge right there. And I tell people, if you're going to do animal products, eat the kind of animal products that your grandmother ate without all the chemicals and pesticides and genetically modified foods and all these questionable things we're putting in our diet. And the only thing that's close to that would be organic. So if you're going to do animal products, I recommend organic only. Now, I haven't had any animal products in over 30 years. That being said, if you're going to do it, at least do it this way. So I'm willing to negotiate with my patients, if that's the right word, to say, if you're going to do these things, this is a better choice. Right. That's that's good. So, so um, you know, I mean, it's it's a very powerful message. And, you know, it basically comes down to most people don't know. And, and unfortunately, you know, everything you pick up in stores, you know, it, it amazes me. I, I kind of get really frustrated because, you know, and it probably comes from the first time I heard you speak. Uh, I remember going to the stores and starting to look at labels and, you know, and I'd pick it up and I'd be talking to myself. I'm like, come on. I'm like, yo, I I was like, I can't believe this has this in it. Right. I was like, why can't I was like, I want that, but I can't get it. Now I got to find another version. But but it would be so frustrating, especially in the health industry to see so much garbage out there on the market that is supposed health stuff that people will take just because it's in a health store. And I, you know, I'm guilty of that as well because that's where I was before I had the knowledge that you've shared. Well, famous, famous man once said, forgive them for they know not what they do. (laughs) <laughs> and now you know. <laughs> and you yeah. Perfect example, Dan, is, is you, you learned it. And you said, okay, I can't use that excuse of ignorance anymore. What do I got to right. do about it now? And and so you you are you are the person I want to talk to. You know, Dan Public, who gets the message and says, wow, there really is better choices out there. And I had no idea what I was doing was so bad. Right. That's awesome. That was that's some really powerful stuff. Once you actually get it and apply it, just like anything else in life. Sure. So. um you know, to uh, go back to, uh, you know, uh, it seemed like, you know, as you were sharing your story there, you know, I guess there's probably a few people, but, you know, is there one person that's influenced you the most in your life? I'd have to say it was my dad. And he didn't realize what he was doing. You know, he didn't realize he was influencing me. It was his situation. But it never got him down. I mean, here he was, I think he was 30 years old when he went deaf. And he would say, ah, he says, I'm not deaf, I just can't hear. And I thought, what an interesting way to say it. And he, um, he led a perfectly normal life. Uh, you know, he drove and he functioned. He couldn't work because at the time we didn't have uh, things like OSHA set up where people with, with uh, disabilities were able to work. So he couldn't work. So we didn't have hardly any money growing up. But I didn't know I was poor. And that's another thing. He never taught me that I was poor. We just did things that people without money did. We worked hard. We had a garden. We ate amazing food. He was such an amazing cook, my father. 
but I didn't realize that we were, you know, less fortunate than others because we just lived life. And uh, so he was a big influence in me and just watching him never get it. He never got down from his condition ever. And uh, it was really, really inspiring. And that, that's kind of what keeps me going when we have rough times. I think, well, he, I mean, gosh, here he was a deaf guy in the 60s, no job, you know, family, uh, my sister, my mother and I, you know, trying to raise us. Never got him down at all. And so that really inspired me and still does to this day. Hmm, that's great. Um, so, um, and I'm sure, you know, being that you, you know, you've had, uh, you know, been in the industry for a while and, and probably, you know, have uh, somewhat of an entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial spirit and you've been out there and uh, doing the things that you're doing. Um, you know, are, are there some challenges or mistakes that you've noticed over the years that, that, um, uh, that you made in your life that, that you look back on now? Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, Ronald Reagan had a great, great quote. He said, trust but verify. And when I was young and people would come to me and say, oh, my gosh, I want you to be my partner in this business deal. Or we're going to do this. We do that. And I blindly thought, well, OK, because my father, my mother, I mean, my family was so honest. We never lied. I mean, if you say you're going to be somewhere at two o'clock and wear a blue shirt, that's what you did. I didn't realize you could lie. No one ever taught us we could lie. And. Trust but verify is such a great uh, thing because you, when you get into business, a lot of people want to reach into your wallet. And I didn't realize that. I just thought, oh, well, they like me and they're going to be my business partner. It's going to be fun. And it didn't work out that way many, many times, whether it was you know doctors that I've hired to work with me. And, and that's a long, long time ago. That one time happened. Um, but even relationships, you know, trust but verify. It's fun to have a great relationship and it's wonderful to be around people, friends, you know, girlfriends, but always make sure that it's above board. And, it, it, you know, like I said, if it you know walks and quacks like a duck, it's probably a duck. Um, so biggest advice I can give to young entrepreneurs and people starting out is be careful. It's OK to join forces and have alliances, but make sure those alliances are sincere and uh, check them out. Make sure they're real. All right. That's good. So the um, so with with some of those challenges, obviously, there may have been some low points in your life. Um, what, what would you identify as the lowest point in your life when you've had oh, these? Well, my, my uncle died eight weeks later. My father died. Um, I had gotten into business deals uh, with folks who didn't, it didn't work out as well as I thought it was going to be. And then of course, in 2008, when everything crashed, everyone was affected by that. And it really was a low time. And I really started questioning, uh, you know, am I doing the right thing? And the thing that kept me going was my patience. Because I'd come into work every day and patients say, Dr. Joe, my headaches are gone. I'm able to walk again. My digestive system is feeling better. You know, my child with the ear infections no longer has ear infections. I would talk to people like you who said, listen, I heard you speak. I gave up this thing. My life is so much better. And so I started, I had to sit down and really, you know, kind of take inventory. Yeah, this, this was a bad decision. This was bad. Uh, the economy's crashing. But what else is good? And when you really write down the goods and the bads, there's so many more goods than bads in most people's lives. And when you look at that list, you go, yeah, you know, it ain't so bad. And no matter what it is, it's going to have change. And it did. And it obviously, like we said, uh, we're going nationally syndicated with uh, two of my radio shows. Um, you know, practice is great. I've got great friends. So it really is, I, I can't imagine a better time than I, right now I'm having in my life. All right. So, so, um, so then, you know, in turning it around, you know, obviously, um, you know, it, it got you back on track with, you know, what you're truly passionate about with helping people and teaching people about, um, you know, health overall. Uh, it's so exciting because everywhere I go now, uh, people recognize my voice because being on radio, they don't, may not know what I look like. And it's just the coolest thing. You know, I was at a party last weekend and I'm just sitting there chatting with people and uh, a bunch of guys, they were uh, semi-pro and pro professional uh, fighters 
for freestyle fighters. And he was at just some of the people at the party, and we're sitting there. And this one guy right up to me, looks me straight in the eye, he goes, why do I know you? And I went, uh-oh, this guy's going to beat me up. I don't know why, but he's going to beat me up. <laughs> and I spoke for a second. He goes, you're the guy on the radio. And then he used some expletives I can't use on, on the podcast, of course. And he's calling all his friends over, and they all knew who I was, which is really cool. And they didn't realize who I was when they were just meet, you know, talking to me because we were just hanging out as friends. And it's moments like that where he says, listen, I did this. It changed my life, and thank you. And because of you, I can keep fighting, and on and on. And it was just – and that happens almost every day now. So it really keeps you going and keeps you excited. That's, that's cool stuff. Uh, you know, so yeah, as you um – as you progress now and you're, you're, uh, uh, you know, a uh, famous guy now out there in the industry, mm-hmm. um, you know, how would you define success? You know, there was a time when I had a ton of money. And then, of course, when the market crashed, we all suffered. Uh, I, most people suffered. And I certainly did, too. I had investments in things that, you know, of course, didn't do as well as they should have. And I, I think to myself, you know, I said, gosh, you know, I had all this money. I was poor. But then I had all this money and I still drove the same car. I lived in the same house. I ate the same restaurants. And it didn't really change me much. And really, and everyone says it, and I guess you have to have it happen to you before you realize it, that money is not the thing that brings you happiness and success. Uh, the things that really bring me success now are when patients get well, when I see results with my patients, uh, when I have friends that I can trust, that I can call on at any time, and they're there for me. Uh, and, you know, I, I, we all like to make a living. It's nice to have nice things, but I realized that having all those nice things didn't mean a darn thing if I didn't have, you know, people I can trust in my life. Hmm. That's great. That that's uh, some powerful words of wisdom there. Um, so uh, as you've um, built now this brand around you, uh, you know, let's talk a little bit about you know what what you're doing uh, as far as you know. You're obviously totally focused, and you know, with obviously the theme of the podcast here about being all in and everything you do. Um, you know, you're you're one of probably the most fired up people about health that I know personally. Um, you know, and and uh, really watching what you put into your body. Um, and how it affects you and very knowledgeable, obviously, in all those areas, um, uh, as well. So, you know, as you're, as you're coming across, um, you know, this, this next part of the journey, where, where do you see yourself going? Well, I'm really looking forward to getting the show nationally syndicated. Um, I still practice, uh, I practice, uh, we have one practice here. We're opening up another practice in, uh, just North of Atlanta. We're, we're in a place called Marietta, Georgia right now, which is just Northwest of Atlanta. And we're opening up another office, uh, North East of Atlanta. Uh, because we have so many listeners in that area and it, we want to make it convenient for them. So I see it as the show growing tremendously. I've, I have, I have one book written. My second book is going to its final edit and I co-authored a book, uh, on grief, the physiology of grief. What happens when someone, uh, the lady who wrote, wrote the, the main author, uh, her husband died, uh, committed suicide and she, he was a chiropractor as a matter of fact and she had two little children and she came to my office and I kind of took her under my wing and one thing led to another and here we are co-authoring a book. On grief, and I'm looking forward to going out on a road uh, with that plan. I don't know what it's even going to be called. Going out and teaching people uh, the physiology and, and of grief and the anatomy of grief. What happens physically to your body and physiologically, and discussing with them. We all going to go through hard times. How do we get through these hard times? And she's going to talk about the grieving process. I'm going to talk about how to take care of your body. Um, so there's a, a, so many things in the works right now uh, with the radio show, the new book coming out, the co-authoring of the new book. And I look forward to going out and doing things like when you and I met down in Florida, uh, doing seminars like that so we can actually change, change people's lives. Because it really is exciting but when people come up to even 20 years later and say, Doc, you, can, you spoke at my high school. 
And because of you, I did this. And now look, this is my career. This is the, this is what I've done. These are the degrees I have, the job I have. And you know, you never know how far reaching a thought deed or action is going to be. So make every thought deed or action you do, uh, something that can be, uh, carried on for years and years to come. Sure. So, I mean, that, that really ties in, you know, specifically with, you know, your calling or your purpose in life, um, you know, which, uh, I don't know if you can, you, you can, uh, even add to that, but, you know, you, you can definitely try here. Um, you know, you obviously believe that you're living, you know, truly your purpose and what you're called to do in life. I couldn't be happier. You're absolutely right. Yeah. You can, you can obviously hear that in your passion about what you do, which is, you know, awesome to hear. So, um, you know, as, uh, as we get ready to wind things down here, what, you know, what is one thing that you would share with the audience to help them in this area of their life? Well, it's important now as I got older, too. You got to be careful what you do, because, again, you never know what the repercussions are going to be. So mm-hmm. somebody cuts you off. Don't get in a fight. Don't do something stupid or embarrassing, uh, because especially now in, in, in the information age that we're living in now, everything's being recorded. So my mother told me years ago, don't ever write anything that you wouldn't want printed in a newspaper. And this is way before the information age. And it really was good advice because you got to be careful what you do. And, and, and like we said, never, never know how far reaching a thought the interaction is going to be. So you have to start thinking, what can I do today that can have a legacy forever? Uh, one of my rules in life is I do one, one deed, one good deed that can never be repaid every day. And it could be something simple as picking up a piece of trash. It could be opening a door for somebody. It could be, I don't know, I was at a grocery store the other day and somebody was five cents short, so I gave them a nickel. Um, just little things like that. When you start living that, you know, what can I do today that I'll never get repaid for? Really, it's amazing how much easier your life is. That's good. That's great. You know, it definitely is. A, that's, a, that's a great thing to, to be pouring out there into, into people. Because uh, in today's day and age, obviously, it's it's very, uh, you know, the craziness that happens in today's society, um, you know, is interesting as we really see what's going on out there with the road rage and everything else that you just mentioned. Yeah, so. it's, it's very simple. I mean, just driving this morning, as a matter of fact, somebody started coming into my lane and I was in major traffic here in Atlanta and I was inches away from getting an accident. And I thought, well, I could have got upset or I could have not got upset. I had the option. So let me choose not right. to get upset. Right. Yeah, that's that's awesome. You look at, uh, you know, it's funny, uh, traffic in Atlanta, really? You know, <laughs> <laughs> Los yeah. Angeles, we're, we're flying yeah. for the worst place in the world. So. Yeah, it, it takes me, I always, every time I fly into Atlanta, I always think it takes me longer to get from the plane out to the car than it does, that, than it does for me to get from my house to the airport here in West Palm. Oh, absolutely. You know, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. it's insane. Yeah. It's, nice. it's still a great city. We love it. Oh yeah, yeah, I love that city. It's it's actually, you know, I'm not a city person, but it's one of the few cities in the country that I really enjoy when I go. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, what, what is one favorite quote that you have? I mean, obviously you've shared quite a few going I've through here, but is there, yeah. <laughs> uh, trust, but verify when you win an argument, stop. I love teaching that one. Um, because so many people you'll, you'll be in a discussion or an argument and you win and you keep going. Nothing good can come of it at that point. You won. Shut up. Sometimes it's hard. Bite your lip. And advice somebody gave me a long time ago, never pass up the opportunity to pee. That was some more advice than I got. Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Definitely a unique quote. So, how do our guests find out more about you? Well, if you want, you want, and this is really great because the web, my website, drjoesposito.com, or you can just Google Dr. Joe with the number one Dr. Joe in the world. Uh, with him, you type in Dr. Joe, we come up first. 
And on the website, we have radio shows, hundreds of hours of radio shows archived there. I do a Sunday morning show where it's just me talking for an hour. And then Sunday night, uh, we do a call-in show. And you could always call in if you want to from 7 to 9. And information's on my website. Uh, we videotape a lot of my lectures. And we put them on my YouTube channel. So if you're a visual learner, uh, you can go to the YouTube channel and watch a lot of the lectures that I do. If you're an auditory learner, you can listen to the radio shows. I have articles written on the website. Uh, it's a great source of information, and if you could just take that, instead of listening to something that you're not going to get benefit from, go to my website, it's all free, and just listen to show after show after show after show, and I promise you, I can unbrainwash you in a relatively short period of time, and you'll be fascinated what happens. I always tell people, try it. If it doesn't work, so what? But it does work. Mm. And just like you, Dan, right. when you do it, you're amazed at the results. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So... Um, you know, as we uh, wind down and close this out, I, I really appreciate your time, Dr. Joe, for, you know, taking the time to share with the audience here and uh, impacting people's lives. You know, I, I look forward to, uh, you know, seeing the success that you have in all areas with what you're doing and impacting people, getting your message out there. So thanks again for uh, taking my your pleasure, time. Dan. Anything else I can ever do for you or your listeners, just let me know. For more information on the links and resources recommended in this show, please visit allinpodcast.com.